13th floor. The 13th floor. Action. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 13th floor, where the furniture isn't always the best, but Carol's fake smile is. Hey. <laughs> but the views are amazing. I am moderator B. Joes, and I'm joined by the guys. First up, Phase On. What's happening, baby? What's up, man? I am excited to be back. Finally, uh, home from all the travel, the crazy. Hey, what you doing indoors, though, dog? I thought we was going to see this wonderful weather. I mean, what happened? Uh, we are recording this at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> the, there is no outdoors. There is it's beautiful weather out there right now, man. That thunderstorm, I love it. Man, it I live in an area where I'm covered with trees. There is literally nothing. There is darkness. Darkness. Outside Everybody. Right so I'm going to enjoy... Uh, the reminiscent, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see the uh, the future that's coming next week. I can't say it, but it's going to be awesome, and I'm pointing to it right now, and I can't wait to see it on Friday. Deadpool don't come with all them, them many weapons, man. He got, like, like a M16, two swords, a yeah, you I'm like, oh, yeah, that boy will pull out. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to pull out, huh? Oh, um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> DJ Barry B. Fresh, what you got, man? What's happening? And we out here, we living. Another week. What's popping, people? I see Fresco down there. That immediately made me think of Bone Fresco. Y'all know the restaurant down, down south? Bone Fresco? Yes, I actually have experienced Bone Fresco. It's pretty damn, pretty damn amazing, Carol. Don't turn your eye up, man. What's happening, bro? <laughs> uh, nothing, man. I never heard of it. So I was just wondering, like, if it was good, Bone Fresco, like, what did they say? A bone broth? Is it a bone broth restaurant? What no, is bone, it? Bone, like, uh, like Frenchy. Frenchy. Oh, bone. Like bon. bon appetit. Bon bon. Okay, bon. Not like yeah. bon 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 bon. Bon. Not that's, that. That's bon. what I said. Bon fresco. No, yeah, you bon. said bon. You said bon, bon fresco, and I'm like bon fresco. Okay. Like bon appetit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm good, bro. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Not much, man. Happy to be here, man. We got a lot to talk about today, man. First and foremost, I want to get into. I guess it would be a little bit of gender role, but not really. Uh, something Carol brought my, brought to my attention, and I thought it might be a little um, little interesting subject. Uh, Carol thought so as well. Um, but it's a little, it's a, a Instagram post, and you have, uh, I guess, an adult man or adolescent man. I don't know. I think I think it's Barack. Let me zoom in on this thing here. Is that Barack? It might just be Barack. Look at that. Hmm, so I wonder why they cut. Was it was it the screenshot that cut off Michelle's face, or was it just like the picture itself? That's how it was when I saw That's it. How it, it was? Was just like that. Yeah. So you got Barack down here, um, taking all the knives to the front, to the back, sideways, and everything. But then you have the woman, uh, I guess supposed to be Michelle, uh, crowning him at the same time while he's bent the uh, bent below him. And in the caption, if you don't crown him, pick him up and value him. Who else will build your man up because there are hidden battles he fights. Don't become another fight. Powerful. Think so? I do. It's important. Why so? Because you got to come home and be able to, to be at peace, take your armor off and just be loved. Um, you know, you're, you're out just as a man in general, no matter what race you are, um, you you have to fight. you're always fighting you're always ahead ahead of things you're always taking the taking a blunt you're always doing so much just by either by because you are raised that way because that's what's expected of you or because you do 
and you come home, you find when I come home and just be loved. Like you don't mind getting a hug and a kiss and just being able to sit back and, and you know be loved. So it is very important in my mindset to have that ability to not come home to a fight if you're fighting all day long outside. So to come home and not have to fight and argue and scream and yell, that's just it's too much. And I mean, just just um, you know, side note for this process, a coworker of mine that well, by trade of mine just passed away. He's 40 years old and passed away with a heart attack. Like that's just stress. You know, that kind of stress in your life isn't important. Like you need to come home, get your crown, get be treated like a king, treat like a queen, your princess a queen and princess at home. Like it's just home is an environment of love, and it should be that way. It shouldn't have to be always you know defense. Yeah, I, I don't think it's just about coming home to an argument or a fight, but it's coming home to, um, you know, just further, you, you, you get more, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. When are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? We were supposed to do this. We were supposed to do that. And there's not that time for that decompress. There's not that time for, you know, okay, let me make sure you're good. And it's not necessarily about forcing you to talk about your day because obviously we're men, we do things a little bit differently. But it's just that time of, all right, let me recharge, let me reset, you know, before we get into all this other stuff that you got for me. Uh, like I always tell people, hey, a, a day off from work is a day on at home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Absolutely, That's man. You get that, that honey-do list, man. That junk gets extensive sometimes on those days. <laughs> off. And, and it's not just that honey-do list. It's, it's so many things that, look, as a man – you're always focused on things that you should be doing, things that you want to do for your family. Um, and when you get free time, man, it's just so much pressure. Of what am I going to do next? You know, what's going to get done? What's not going to get done? Um, and I, I think the more responsibility we get, the more that we tend to forget about ourselves. We are forced to forget about ourselves. A hundred percent. I think though it's, um, it, it, this is this is a relationship, you know, uh, uh, point that even it's it's the same way for your 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 spouse. You know, it's it's not about thinking either way that it should be a battle or um, not have that that sense of accomplishment and that you are you know moving towards a common goal. I actually have uh, 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 a set of friends who you know. I've known them both for quite some time um, and now they are splitting up it, it potentially and being set in the middle and hearing both of their sides and seeing at the end of the day, it's always about communication and that they are both speaking around the same desires that they want, but they're um, at the end of the day, it's pretty much selfishness and being hardheaded as far as not being able to hear the other and, and they have a common goal, but not allowing, you know, each other, letting the little bickering, letting the little, the little things that just like Carol's talking about those, if I can't come home and decompress and I'm always feeling pushed down or feeling like, yeah, you did the dishes, but you didn't wa wash the clothes. You know, it's, it's those things that, that create those balls that then start to grow and fester into, you know, snowmen of hate that that's the difference. No matter what, you should be lifting up your spouse. We all know that we are not going to be perfect um, 100% of the time. But when you can have a better acceptance of, you know, 
recognizing those down moments and not applying more pressure, that's what really allows for the sustaining of relationships. But I think, you know what I think the problem is? The problem is that we let titles bring in additional pressure and we get to a point where we can't turn the title off. They don't realize, hey, turn off this title of wife, turn off the title of husband for a minute and just be a friend, right? Just be a friend because if you responded to me the way you would respond to to a friend, things would probably go a lot more seamless. That's a great point, bro. I think that's a paramount point because I think that is typically the greatest uh, or, or the biggest piece that's missing in most relationships or most lasting relationships. People don't understand or value that friendship because I think at times it takes you being a friend to a person to kind of help you get through some of the struggles because that title as boyfriend or girlfriend or husband, wife, it comes with a certain level of pressure or things. It might even come with a certain level of constraints, but that friendship, um, they're just different things that you'll do for a friend. And if you understand the true, the true meaning of friendship as it, you know, as it is, it, it, it goes a lot further. Yeah. I think people get caught up in living their relationship for the outside world instead of living their relationship for what it is, the, the, the relationship. And that's one of the biggest strains that people don't take the opportunity to truly recognize in, in, and make a point of pushing away is allowing the outside pressures of, oh, well, they do this or, you know, why isn't our, our relationship like that? That our relationship is our relationship. It's special and unique and it should be that way, period, and not be um, judged or, or held against other, you know, other uh, relationships or other ways that you're trying to create a standard. I don't, you know, the, the only standard in a relationship is the respect, um, nonviolence, and, and you know what I mean, mutual understanding. Like, those are the standards, but trying to act like, you know, you have to act a certain way. Oh, well, you know, if you go out, then that means that you're doing something against the relationship. If you go hang out with your friends just because you went out till 2 o'clock in the morning. Nah, we was just hanging out and reminiscing on not having responsibilities, enjoying life. It was nothing against nobody. Yeah, we talked a little bit of crap about y'all, but that's because y'all make us do this. You know what I mean? That that's that's the difference. Is it's about that ability to to push out the outside and and keep you know moving towards that common goal of you know we just ultimately want to be happy. Period. Yeah, and you know, uh, let's tag Phase on in because uh, clearly he puts the most pressure on us from a you know a spouse standpoint, oh, right? Hundred <laughs> percent. Do not. <laughs> I do not. I, I well, listen. I just we way back in the beginning, EJ and I made a decision that um, we're going to treat each other the way we at, treat our coworkers at work. You know, there's no yelling, arguing, screaming. You treat. You're very respectful. You you know you do what you gotta do, and that that's helped us a lot because we both have such um, demanding jobs that we know that it's important we come home that we need to compress. And there are days where you know we still I I'm very very action oriented. I'm detailed. I like to do things a certain way, and EJ can do things differently. She can let things pile up a little bit, and sometimes I have to realize that in a relationship. I can't continue to be like now, 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 now. I gotta be like, you know what? I'm just gonna knock this out, do it for her, or let it pile up and let her do it later on. And that's something that I had to learn. So I had to learn how to give her a crown because it's just important both ways. Like we always, men always say, hey, she take care of us. 
but they get the same pressures. It's just different. Like it's just hard to be a woman in this world. And no matter what rate, no matter where you are, age is tough. So when you come home, you expect to go on and bam, now I'm a wife. Okay, now I'm a mom. Now I'm a I'm a worker. I'm a I'm a CEO. Or I'm at this, and that's a lot of pressure on them. I mean, being a dad, being a husband, being a, a boss is fine, but a wife, a mom, a boss, uh, a sister, a daughter, man, that's. I mean, I see the pressure gets piled on on her, and I just try to be there to make sure that she can just relax and take her off and go. No, I got it. You're good. Go ahead. I'll take care of this, or I'll do that for you. Like you just go to sleep. <laughs> like it's cool. I, I think where we go wrong, fellas, is that in the beginning you do things that are outside of your character. Like for instance, you might not be the neatest person in the world, but in the beginning. Um, you know, you're going to have a date or it's going to be Netflix and chill night. So you clean up everything. Everything is spotless or you don't cook. Like that's in my case. Like I don't cook regularly. I hate cooking. But when I first started dating Wendy, you know, I cooked a couple times and so she thought that was going to be the norm. You know, you're right? a great cook. You're an excellent cook. What are you talking about? When, when he cooks, he does it. When I cook. Right. When I cook. <laughs> he could right? cook for like a family of 40, but then he won't cook for like ever. <laughs> right. I won't cook for two. Right. <laughs> yeah, Carol never cooked while he was in Maryland, man. That bro was always eating out. Like always. <laughs> always, always. And it's just because look, I, I don't have time, man. Like mm-hmm. Oh, I absolutely understand. Again, the, the the pressures of everything that needs to get done, cooking falls all the way to the back of the list. Because <laughs> like, that requires me to go shopping. That yep. requires me to season it. <laughs> that requires me to wash dishes. I mean, it's just so much that goes into it. But to get back to the point. I think if people were a lot more committed to being exactly who they are in the beginning of a relationship, there's certain expectations that would just never be set. And I think you would greatly reduce the number of failed relationships because you, you wrap yourself in this paper that's not reflective of who you actually are. Mm-hmm. And then once you get so deep in, you just feel like, oh, I got this title now. I got to stick with it. Um and and you just get frustrated because it's not really the ideal situation that you want. So I think the more people are true to themselves in the dating phase is the better result you're going to get when you move and you actually get titles involved. I tell people all the time, relationships are the biggest job. You know, your family is the biggest <laughs> career move you ever make in, in it's the hardest job because it's the job where it's it's extremely hard to to quit or be fired, right? You know, you have to do some extreme things, but yet at the same time, you compromise yourself a whole bunch just based on, you know, your heart and your love and passion for that other person. The, the, the ability to compromise and to go ahead and do the things that you look at yourself like while you're doing them, you literally can see yourself out of body experience. Like fool, you are so soft. What are you doing? Why are you letting her? And, but it's, there's a reason to it. And it goes twofold that yet, just like Carol said, the authenticity of exactly what a job, if you come into a job, Oh yeah, man, I, I, I do everything. I'm amazing. I have no issues. You can just put me over here and I'm going to get it popping. And then all of a sudden they put you over there and you can't get it popping. You're going to get fired. That's just the reality of the situation. And it's the same thing in life. When you put on these false airs or and not necessarily false, they're, they're the difference from, you know, Carol 
enjoys cooking. He just is not trying to cook every night. So there was nothing wrong with him showing, hey, I enjoy cooking. But maybe he took it to the extreme a little bit where he went ahead and did it on the first three or four dates, you know, that that came to the house instead of one of those dates doing it. And it's those things of being able to, there's nothing wrong with stepping out of yourself in order to, um, you know, in a sense, kind of take things to another level, but at the same time, always be true and authentic to who you are. And so that you always display that, that same person that people can feel comfortable with knowing who you are over time. Right. I should have ordered Papa John's that first night. Ah, <laughs> see, start low and build up and build up. I saw a picture that, uh, you made what steak, what it was like literally a year ago today. You made that, um, I think it was prime rib or something. It was wow. like a double bone in joint. Oh yeah, yeah. You remember I'm talking about? Yeah, you had herbs on that bad boy. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tried to roast. Yeah. Our first date, I, I I let her know who I was. We went to go see, um, went to go to see Nine, which was with Fergie and the the dance movie, the like the musical. <laughs> that I, I introduced her to Puss. She met Puss. She we went to eat at a restaurant that was like weirdly and i was like listen i cannot afford to buy you uh, any kind of fancy bag but i will get there at some point in time and that was set early and she still to this day will tell her friends when we first dated he took me to his weird movie and i was like he's kind of a weird guy we i met his cat <laughs> he said he ordered the cats and he told me that he can't buy me a bag but he bought me some bags now he said in time he get it for me so that bar was set really low <laughs> Yo, <laughs> so, be lucky that uh, we even doing anything right now because we should be sitting here with Puss. All I hear is underpromise and overperform. That's 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 all I'm hearing right now. Hey, so I have a question. Uh, given with uh, since this picture seems to highlight the Obamas, um, do you guys feel, given the great example of Barack and Michelle, that women, specifically our black women, understand the supportive role that they play? in the relationship. And I say that by meaning, if you look at all of the great things that Barack was to accomplish and him having Michelle behind him in that supportive role, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. I think Key and Peele did a great job of showing what Barack is really thinking and expressing (laughs) when he's having to go through these things as president. But the the impact of having that strong woman. I think we referenced it a couple of weeks ago when we talked about the wives of Kanye, the, the wife of Kanye versus the wife of Jay-Z. Do you think that there's a greater level of understanding given that great example that they had between the Obamas? Uh, Carol's thinking right now, so I'll, I'll jump in and then he'll come yes. something very prolific and like make me feel really small. And that's cool. I'll take that. That's his role. Um, <laughs> but I will come in and say that I, I think it just has to do with um, with their 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 background, their current background they're in, environment they're in, and um, how the woman will see their importance or to the man uh, or to that man, who it be. Uh, as they get older and get more independent and have different friends around them, uh, you know, evolution, education changes them um, or the environment they're in. But, you know, if you're you're in the dead, like, I can go home right now in Philly and if I got, if I was married, meet some random girl that would not be the same as a woman who's been educated, who's been, you know, a different environment, lived a different life, and understands the process behind how important it is to take care of a man, or the woman who's I'm about my money, give me this, give me that, I'm on my own, I don't need you. You know, my mom is super independent. She's very, very strong. Like she can do things by herself. 
and she still still to this age is learning how to be like not such a strong woman than me because she worked by, by herself she worked by herself always been by herself did what she needed to do so when she, now she's married she has to be able to say hey i'm still strong but i understand the importance of my husband and that's and she's learning that today still at her age so yes. the environment she's in is what's changed that i think it's um well a to answer your question brett I do believe that everyone has been more enlightened on what a strong relationship is, you know, by watching them, period. Like just just seeing their dynamic as husband and wife, understanding how crazy that whole situation as far as everything that went on, like the conversations had to be insane off the scales, you know, and, and to be able to have somebody to come home, diffuse, still be able to push away all the BS and, and not have Barack, you know, rip out all his hair. And actually while he does have more gray hairs, he is a more fit and, um, um, you know, look like he's ready to do whatever, uh, kind of guy than he was before he got in the office. You know, like you could tell he's like war ready now. Like you, there's nothing you can tell him that he ain't ready for. He hasn't seen, like I'm ready to get it. And so I think that it as, as a whole has shown everyone, you know, and, and, and allowed it to start begin to resonate the impact of a strong relationship. Um, and especially at that high uh, uh, profile and in a, in a level like that they were probably the most loving couple i've seen in the white house ever like in my time span that really showed like they showed what a loving couple was as opposed to just feeling like you do right now with 45 where it's like <laughs> therefore you know just because it is the convenience of their relationship for tv weird. yeah it's it's right. very awkward in many moments you watching him try to grab her hand and, and and try to sneak a kiss and do all of this that it's mumbling, mumbling. yeah that it's whereas you watch barack and michelle it was seamless really got jealous Natural, because man. you it's felt like man my relation i want my right. relationship to be like that and you could tell it was rocky in other words you could tell like she put him in his place when he needed to be put in his place but you could also tell that she would be um docile and and, and let him you know where to wear the pants when he needed to wear the pants and so, so I, go ahead no i i think that yes absolutely they were a great example of a strong couple however we don't know enough of the workout program. Yeah. That got them to that strength. And it's because they were so high profile and in such a, a, a position of scrutiny that at that point they couldn't come out and be that real role model example of, Hey, here's some of the tough things that we've been through. Because I think anything that the media would have got a hold of the Republican party would have got a hold of, they would have totally blown it out of proportion. And so they had to keep a lot of things, you know, really wrapped tight. So, I mean, I would love to see if one of these books that they put out in their book deals, you know, can we get, you know, the real exclusive, like talk to us about a lot of the hardships you went through. Talk to us about how, you know, she basically gave up her career. Yeah. You know, in order for, for him to progress like those are the types of things that we'd have to understand. And like, how did that even come about? 
what, what were those conversations like? How did you get to that point of agreeing this is what we're going to do? Like, that's what I think we really need to understand so that we have a really good blueprint of what it takes to get there. I totally agree with that. See, Brett, that's what I'm telling you. This is exactly what (laughs) prolific thoughts. (laughs) That's just like, cool. Yeah, your mom's great, but. (laughs) (laughs) But I get the softballs. I come in with the softball and I just pitch them for him. He just knocks out the park. That's what he's supposed to do, man. That's my man, (laughs) Coach K. So on the flip side of that, when it comes to the built on the the built in or built up pressure or whatever we receive when we get home um would you say and i think we you know it it doesn't impact us necessarily but when you have a a wife or significant other that just lays it on super thick you know what i'm saying like when you come home it's just there's no peace in the house anymore um but then you have us as black men that go outside of the race and start dating these other races. And, you know, they say, Oh, when you get on, you get your white girl and another. So is there something missing uh, between us and that, that relationship with the black woman to keep it, you know, in house or to keep that uh, strong relationship going versus one having to go outside of the other. I guess I'm the wrong one to have this conversation. huh? <laughs> Hey, listen, I have an international relationship, too. I'm, ma- I'm, I'm dating Nigerian. That's a whole different Oh, so international. <laughs> actually, actually, Ian, I would say you're not the wrong because I could totally see Ot coming out of her mouth with the, the, the one thing that I think is, is, is the breakdown point of I don't need a man. <clears throat> right? Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the biggest things that has broken um, – the quality of relationships is that always being hung over our heads that look, I don't need a man. Mm-hmm. And now it's at a point where look, I don't even need a man. I can go get a female. A woman. I can go get a woman. Um, and yeah, there is that. And I don't even know. I, I think I've seen data that says it's not true that there, the number of black men, successful black men to turn to white women is very small um, in actuality. And we'll have to get our fact checker to look that up and we can post that. But, um, I think that's a fallacy. Um, and it's just one of those things that because there's just so much myth and just so much thing that has been pumped into our heads and kind of programmed that we start out already in a hole. I think so. And I, I mean, I would expound upon that because it's like, you know, you're giving all of these foreign pictures. You start out not even valuing the black woman on, on the same scale uh, as an adolescent. Um, so you you just you go the opposite direction. I think it's a fallacy as well. Um, I think that when it comes to who we end up dealing with or whatnot, I don't I don't necessarily believe that there is lost value in you know the black woman, but I just don't believe that we automatically go the other the opposite direction. I think it's all, all learned behavior sometimes. Um, the way. Well, I guess the rise of the black woman and even the black relationship, man, from shows like uh, Black Love, from Will and Jada and how they put their relationship out there. And then even the show that she has on Facebook now, I believe, with his. Yep. It's on Facebook. Her her mom. Red red table conversation or something like that. Something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you get so much more value out of those types of shows and everything. So it's not necessarily that, you know, we run from that black woman or anything or we devalue it it's just it it, it kind of happens and sometimes we're just programmed that way 
Well, I, I think it's partially, I think it's if the media, like you see that because that's what you see in the media or like, you know, because a couple of okay. basketball players or a couple of football players, you know, have that all of a sudden they're highlighted and that's what's seen. Just like Carol said, I'm pretty, pretty sure the stats on, you know, say, you know, African-American males who make over $250,000 a year and more like you're not going to find some, some large uh, percentage of them are married outside of uh, their race. Like I seriously doubt that. But I, I think it's also, you know, your relationships are a product of your environment and, and who you mm-hmm. have access to and who you interact with. And I believe the Internet, of course, has, you know, broadened the, the landscape of who you're able to come in contact with. But at the end of the day, preference is preference. You're going to fall in love with who is able to make you feel that special certain way. And it's. I don't feel that it um, naturally falls on race as much as feeling, you know, it it falls on race because I'm naturally in an environment where the majority of the people I see are, you know, and interact with are my same race. Whereas now you have the ability to, I don't even come out of my house and I'm able to talk to, you know, 300 people today, all different types of races. Mm Mm-hmm. So my last question about this uh, picture, and it, I might have been reading too too far into it, um, but it the statement builds your man up. Um, it kind of struck me a little differently because I kind of don't feel like it's the place of a woman to build a man. I feel like they should be built, not necessarily on their own, but I think, and I, I hear it in conversation all the time about, you know, oh, you got to raise the man in the relationship. And you got to teach him how to do this and do that and things of that nature. Um, I think we, and I'm specifically talking about us on this podcast because I think we're great examples, um, but we have to be much better about giving that example and showing that example as we do here on the 13th floor so that our young men grow into what they're supposed to be and how they're supposed to be into a relationship because I don't necessarily think that responsibility falls on a woman. And that's, the, that's immediately the first thing I saw was how the woman kind of just is given that responsibility and this is supposed to be her to create this man into what he's supposed to be. And I, I, don't, I don't think it's about creating him into what he's supposed to be as far as more much as it is about helping him become a better person. Cause in myself, I, I think I'm an awesome man, great man, but I know I feel every day I learn something new for my lady that, you know, I need to, you know, enhance on myself and not on some, knickknack you know you're I'm some real life like girl stuff yeah. but there there are ways to enhance. and and especially with yo we don't understand females it's impossible to but there's always <laughs> uh you know pieces that that get brought to us to enlighten us on thinking on that other side of the spectrum i think that's more about what it is and it's a mutual thing where there are um you know pieces of you know sometimes your lady has that that why do you laugh with your friends this way that you don't laugh this you don't laugh that same way with me you know and it, and it's it's not because there's any you know there is a difference but it's still just that well you know it's not it's not the same and and they have to learn that it's not like you're you're trying to push them away but it's just you know the bonds are different things are different stuff evolves in that understanding that growth that learning continues that it's not about 
building you as a person from scratch as much as it is about helping you keep on achieving and get to the next level and have that growth and evolution. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I don't think it was from a standpoint of building the man. It was building him back up because when he goes out in society, there's so many things that take him, that want to break him down and just keep grinding and grinding them. So he comes back to that safe space. And now you have an opportunity to now reinforce to him how good he is and to come back up um, is what I think. But I think there's a deeper piece in that, Brett. And I don't want us to, to move on without addressing it, right? So it says, build your man up because there are hidden battles he fights. Don't become another fight. So I think what's key in that is that if this is your partner, why are there hidden battles that you're fighting, right? You right. should be able to share with that person so that the two of you can take it on together. Um, and I think the current state of where we are as far as self-esteem and not being called um, you know, less than a man or being looked at as weak, that's why we don't come forth and talk about the battles that we're facing because we're going to get hit with all types of stuff. And I think we have to get to a point um, in, in just our mental health where we are so confident and it's fine. Look, I'm sharing this with you as my partner. This is, these are the things that are going on. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it, it's almost like the women have a movement, right? They've got me too, right? Mm -hmm. And we, we could easily have, well, me also. Or, <laughs> uh, I, I, I too, right? Me as well. <laughs> yeah, me as well. Right. We're going to take that one. Me as well. Right. Me as well. <laughs> right. We could easily have that, but I don't think that we come out and openly talk about all the things that we face enough for it to be recognized. And we, we, I think we are fearful that it'll be looked at as an excuse. Oh, it's just an excuse for you not to do whatever it is, you know, you said you were going to do. So this is my mode of thinking. And you, you guys let me know if it's fair or not. Uh, because at this point in my relationship, uh, I don't know, like two steps away from marriage or whatnot. I feel like if Ooh, you can get in trouble for saying two steps, you should say right? <laughs> you should say like a, a, a step, a step or so, a step or so away from marriage. <laughs> he, he the track star, two steps <laughs> like that. Exactly, man. It's actually one, two, three. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's go. Um, hey, you almost made me lose it. Um, hey, what was you talking about? You were talking about the point in your relationship. Point of relationship. Oh, yeah. So y'all let me know if this is fair or not. Um, well, if you if you feel like you can't express these things, then is it the person? Are you with the right person? Uh, and I say that because you're doing yourself almost a disservice at this point in the relationship. I feel like it's a partnership always at the end of the day. And if I can't build with you, if I can't gain insights from you, um, especially in it, in the situation that I find myself in is this necessarily the right person? I think it goes both ways. Like we should be able yeah. to learn and, and look at things for each other. But um, it depends on if your lack of being able to do it is internal or if it's external, if it's just like you have your own issues with, you know, painting your feelings and you can't express to people and they are trying to help you get past that. That's one thing as opposed to if it's like, you know, you go to speak to them about something or trying to figure out, you know, whatever it is, some issue at work that are dealing with a coworker, this, that, and the third, and they are just totally oblivious. But Kim Kardashian is that? <laughs> you know, that's, that's not the right person to be with. But that's exactly what I want to get to because it's like that internal thing, that thing that 
is inside of us that just stops us from having this conversation. It stops progress. It stops mo- movement forward. You got to grow as, 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 as each other, as a, as a man, as a woman, and then as a, as a couple. Um, and if you're growing faster and you're developing yourself faster than your counterpart, your woman, your wife, whoever it may be, not your wife, because at the point you found her. Um, but if you're growing faster than them, then it's going to be a gap. You're going to have some problems. Something's going to happen where you are moving away a different way and looking at things differently. And that's when you, that's when you figure out what's happening. And this happens in a really early relationship. Like you're not, this is not a late time thing. This mm-hmm. boom happens early. And you start mm-hmm. to see that, that divide happen. Like you may want to go to galas and do big things. And, and she may want to just go to like the club. You're like, I'm over that. I'm, I'm done with that lifestyle. It's, it's, it, the split happens. That's really when the split is too, is like really when, when there's that point of, all right, the trying to act like every Friday, Saturday night, we have to go to a club and go drink and go get crazy. <laughs> that has to be this big thing that that's like the point. Like, do you get okay with doing the couple thing and being able to um, enjoy each other or is it always like a need of, it needs to be a group thing or like, you know, I just feel we need to turn up and we need to, you know, still be young, like making that transition of understanding. There's nothing wrong with turning up, but right. like we need to, to, to have some focus and, 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 and learn to have those, um, you know, learning to enjoy a glass of wine and not on some, I'm drinking some wine to get fucked up to go do whatever, but like to like, we're just sitting here chilling, relaxing, talking, you know, went to a nice wine bar, cigar bar where the music was, there was actually just a cello player sitting in the corner. You know what I mean? And we were just, yeah, just, just vibing. You know what I mean? And, and it's normally that's the divide, right? When, when there's the, the, adulting that's what i heard a guy on um <laughs> Harry, somebody whatever shout to you on instagram doggy uh but adulting, adulting. starts happening yeah <laughs> when, you, when you start getting that understanding and being like no you know what like we have the responsibility like we got to go to target and get toilet paper and do all of this stuff <laughs> right. make things happen and whether or not you're going to hold up to that responsibility and understand that okay there's a bigger there's a bigger goal we're going towards as opposed to feeling like we are just, man, we're living, I'm, I'm living for the weekend, baby. Right. Just, you know, I'm turned up for the week. I'm just waiting till the weekend get here, baby. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Made me laugh. Thank you. Do you moderator? Yeah. I'm about to say, <laughs> bread I thought Carol was going to jump in, man. That's it, man. That's all I got, bro. What's up? <laughs> the floor is open. I'm leaving to you guys. Ah, well, what was, before we were having a discussion on, um, well, there is a new Spike Lee movie that is coming out. Um, Black Klansman, the Black into Klansman is 3Ks because it's going to be the first uh, Black man to infiltrate the Ku Klux Klan. Second, this, second, second. Second. Well, uh, he's the first on the movie. I don't know. Either way, it's Spike Lee joint. From talking about that, we talked about another Spike Lee joint, which was Chirac. In the Chirac conversation, we started talking about the strength of if females started to um, stop giving up the nookie in order to get the thugs to put the guns down, how realistic we actually think that could be and if it could be a, um, a true movement or a true way to make a change in some of these communities. So fans, so fans of the 13th floor, please drop your comments below this 
podcast and let us know what you think. These uh, posts that you'll see on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and such, let us know what you think. Is the power of the nookie strong enough to put the guns down in Chicago or in Florida or anywhere else where there's major gun violence and killings and things of that nature, gang violence? Is the power of the nookie strong enough to get guys to change their attitudes, change their minds? We're actually going to post a voting poll. Yeah. We'll do that. We're going to do that on Monday, on the Monday after this. So this drops on Friday the 18th. 18th. Mm -hmm. So everyone look for it on Monday the 21st. Bam. Yeah. However, if you're looking for my thoughts on the situation, (laughs) I know the the what's in between their legs is powerful enough to stop the world from moving. I think we're run the world, man. Yeah, I yeah, think it'd be yeah. very hard to get the unity needed <laughs> in order to um, make that happen. Because one thing I, I think is always uh, it's funny because it's shocking. As a young man growing up, I always uh, you know made the assumption that it was like guys were way more horny than than females at the end of the day, and it's totally not that. And right. I think that's one thing that you know. In general, people don't take into account, I guess is the best way to put it, is that there is a um, a misconception that females do not want it just as much, if not more, than men. And so I think that that, of course, is one of the uh, strongest forces in the universe, right? Is sexual, uh, you know what I mean? That that power right there is, is hard to... to like it's uh, it's easy to succumb to that's what i'll say so i like the way you're thinking brett and i I look i've never seen chirac so i don't but just from listening to you here's going to be the problem if women were to make that stance the more attractive women um the more I don't know, quote unquote, voluptuous, more sought after women mm, yeah. would have to be ready to support the women that don't fit mm-hmm. into those categories because all of a sudden those women that <laughs> get attention they that way, up. they yeah. would be so much more popular. Um, <laughs> that's very true. That's that's the exactly. whole thing. It's 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 particular, right? Like it's not just about those those ones at the top. It's that what happens when the bufferilla from down here has now become the what do they say? In the land of the blind, the man with one eye is king. (laughs) (laughs) When you got no options, all of a sudden you start tinkering up, and those sisters up here. When that 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 this change is placing, you have to, be able to help them. I guarantee you that would be like the newest fad. That would be like <laughs> the topic of songs. All types of crazy stuff would happen if they didn't get that all aligned. Again, mental health, man. I'm telling you, this key to the liberation <laughs> of our people. I've seen people with options go for it for less. So, uh, yeah. well. People that quote unquote are taking one for the team, but the team wasn't in that game. <laughs> like, what? Uh, it was no game here, though. Oh right. man, it was for the team, though. Right. Exactly. I'm trying to be the wingman, but we on a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> no wings. 
We all drank Red Bulls. What do you mean? <laughs> Easy, man. So let us know what you think, man, in the comments. Hit the poll up on the uh, Instagram, on the social media pages, at 13 Floor P, please. Uh, phase on, man, before we get ready to wrap this thing up, I need the Arts Corner, sir. Got it, sir. Think big thoughts, but relish the small pleasures. You got to build it up, man. Like we talk about, say, relationships. Talk about the, the step of building you up. It's not going to be always, you know, the perfect day, but coming home and getting a hug, coming home, getting a smile. Uh, you know, those small things are important. Those small things build up to the big house, the big foundation. So dream big, aim big, but when you get those small wins, take them, accept them for what they are. A win. Absolutely. Fresh, before we go to you with the crypto, <laughs> I got a like super funny story, man. Yeah, so fresh. Like, hey, so while you're telling your story, think about what you're going to put. A fresh, too. Fresh, fresh is kind of retired at crypto. And back to crypto. Yeah, man. I, he specializes in something else. Fresh gets bored, man. What you specializing in this time, man? That's why his name is Fresh. Man, why don't you tell your story and then we'll worry about it. <laughs> So I was at work the other day, man, and uh, well, predating that, you know, father-in-law has been heavy in this uh, carrot bars uh, thing. Um, it's uh, carrot bars. It's some, I don't know if it's real or not. Uh, I listen and I take in what he's telling me about the carrot bars, but it seems like a scam, but you can't tell certain people certain things. You just kind of got to let them learn for themselves. Mm. But it's supposed to be somewhere where you pay for like ounces of gold because you know the United States dollar is not on the gold standard anymore. Yeah. So you're paying for ounces of gold. You're supposed to get the gold in the mail or whatever. And oh, it's God. like a pyramid scheme too. So you get more people up under you or whatever. Yeah. Yep. And they just had a recent, um, I guess, cryptocurrency offering not too long ago. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly where it went off, but it was such a big deal. Anyway, so I've been hearing about carrot bars for the last three and a half, four months or whatever. Carrot bars. Now carrot bar. Carrot bars international or something. Look it up. Yeah. I'm a fruit guy. So I mean, I was yeah. like, I was like, hey, I thought he was talking what? about some type of no, health bar. I thought carrot it was like, some health I know juice bars, but just carrot? That's no, no, no I, I apologize. Carrot, carrot with a K. Carrot to the so like gold. Got it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> carrot bars. Carrot with a K. Look it up. You'll see. I'm at work. And one of the the temps that we work with or not, he comes up and he starts just randomly talking about this carrot bar stuff. And I'm like, yo, this is really something. This is somebody else that actually is into this crap. And he's all into it. They had a conference and everything else. So I just thought it was really, really interesting to find that there were at least two people on this planet that were into this carrot bars international. It's probably many, many more. So it might actually be something worth looking into. Plus they follow in a dollar and the dollar is supposed to be collapsing any day now. So if you have anything in gold, that's, that's where you want to be. Listen, hey, your father listens to the podcast, right? He absolutely does. Listen, so people, but we've had discussions about this, so this is not new information for him, right? But they they will sell, people will buy and sell anything. Uh, It's just about what they think is going to happen for that week. There's always trends, and you're going to have those trends, and it's just the way it works. It's it's, we are a buying a buying um, economy. We buy, 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 buy. No matter what we think is going to happen. And you know, you see Look. where it goes. Somebody gets rich. Somebody in, the, in that thing has gotten rich off of this. 
And I don't think he's that far off. I mean, I know the gold is very important to have, and I do know that the dollar is going to die one of these days. We just don't Who's know when. Who's buying the gold from? Who are you that's the thing. Who is you, who are you getting the gold from? And I, I want to see the gold. <laughs> somebody if I can see the gold, then <laughs> I'm much more likely to get into it. It's like there's somebody, there's, million, there's millionaire cryptocurrency people who had it in the beginning, and now they just they cash it out, and people are still growing to it. It's someone always is rich early, and then people find Amway, uh, Prime America, all yeah, these big companies. Somebody's all pyramids for. <laughs> all, it's all the previous owners of the cash for gold stores. Bam. Um, they have now melted down all the gold and they are redistributing it. <laughs> <laughs> In crypto, even. Fresh, what's the fresh take this week, man? What you got? Well, that's actually a perfect segue because I actually do in the crypto space hear a lot about uh, the various gold exchanges and and, uh, one of them that's hot right now is called Mint Builder. Sounds like it's uh, along the same lines as what you're discussing where um, in some of the Telegram uh, online chats that I'm in, I hear, you know, people talking about it uh, in one of my discords. Um, I, I hear, you know, I have a whole group where that's all that they do. Uh, but most of those um, multi-level marketing businesses, it's it's always about what you put into it. A lot of times it's not necessarily that they are a scam, but the work that you have to put into it and the people that you have to touch in order for it to be profitable is is extremely hard to attain and so what happens is you have the guys who sit at top where it's like now that i have you know my hundred underlings spread across the country and they keep on rotating these 20 30 people in and out every month i'm getting that 20 or 30 people's money and 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 living life enjoying life up here while y'all are in the rat race trying to, to to make it happen um into crypto though another uh Mellow week, you know, we we went up, we touched 10k, and um, things were looking like they were on a trend of going to the 13k prediction that Mr. Cliff High. I know it's been a minute since I talked about him, but he's the the crypto genius that I do follow. Cliff High said that it was supposed to be 13 and a half, I believe, by summer. We are knocking on summer's door, and it actually just dropped back down to about eight and a half now um, as we sit on this Monday, the 14th of May. So it's um, it, it, it's been in, very interesting to watch. My newest venture has um, been what's called Miner Farm. It is a virtual miner um, website that allows you to pretty much create your own Miner farm miners are what verifies the transactions for cryptocurrencies. And so you're able to pretty much create your own miner farm and you get paid in real Bitcoins. I have actively been um, mining and spending the Bitcoins that I have mined um, from miner farm. So it's actually been kind of cool and interesting uh, watching my little business grow. But other than that, Mm -hmm. I mean, Crypto is is in the same space where we're we're kind of seeing really what the summer hump is going to bring. Waiting again for a lot of these different technologies to really roll out and be executed and, and go past the beta stages and really into the alpha and and, and final progress of the platforms that are um, coming out. So it's still exciting times. 
um, neutrally exciting, I guess, because there's really no new um, extraordinary news. However, the, the, the battlefield is still raging. There's still a lot of opportunity. I still tell people that they need to, um, you know, at least understand and have uh, some, uh, well, a better understanding of what cryptocurrency is and what the different opportunities uh, that it has are out there. Bink. It sounds like it might be fizzling. Not at all. Not at all? Not at all. It's quiet. There's two, it's it's just like you just said, the dollar is about to die. So it, it's it's the the yeah, but the dollar been about to die for like years now. But like it ain't it's, been it's gold standing for forever. The the freedom that it provides, and and mm. not just the like, just the Bitcoin like exchanges and things that you can do and what you can buy and how people are making money with it. It's not going nowhere because it's being utilized for everything. But then past Bitcoin, again, all these other altcoins are actually coming up with applications and uses that are are relevant. And so it's not going nowhere. It's not going, but it's also not, um, I don't believe it's going to have the skyrocket that everybody uh, was hunting for as far as, yeah, that all of a sudden it's going to be 100K by the end of the year. I would... um, <clears throat> to me, I'm I'm looking more at like, you know, by the end of the year, it will hopefully be back up to 20, 25K as opposed to um, it jumping as much as people had hopes of at the end of last year when we saw it go from, it literally within three months went from like three or 4K up to 20. And so yeah. that's when all the hysteria and all the hype <laughs> got around it because they literally seeing people who, you put in, you know, five thousand dollars. All of a sudden, you're sitting on twenty, forty thousand dollars. You thought that everything was changing, everything, you know. So there was, uh, it was the wild west. You saw a lot of people go from thinking they were about to buy their own countries to all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden being put snapped back to reality of okay, I do have to stay living in my grandma's basement for a little while long. So it's, it's, um, it's an interesting game, but like I said, it's not going nowhere. It's just going to continue to, um, to be, I don't want to say regulated cause it's really not quote unquote, the regulation as much as it is the growth is allowing the sustainability and the, in the, the leveling of, of it being, you know, this magic, you know, jumping jack beats, where there's actually real cases, it's actually becoming uh, 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 intelligent currency that you can use for whatever you need. That's what I'm looking forward to most, man. I need to jump on. Everybody needs to start accepting these uh, the bitcoins and things that are like as currency exchanges. So like you don't have to worry about this Apple Pay and Android Pay and things. But like that's that. the, they do it right, yo. I literally just right bought. On. I went to Costco today. I spent over a hundred dollars of bitcoins in Costco today. I then went to Publix and I spent over a hundred dollars in Publix of Bitcoin. Uh, see, that's, what that's what I want. That's what. Yeah, I I've got. Hold on. Oh, yeah. That, you go get that. Go get that. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I have. I have my BitPay. It's called. If y'all go look up BitPay, BitPay is a Bitcoin credit card. So literally, like, I mean, literally, I took 
from so the minor farm, the- from the minor farm program I'm on my computer. I sh- I shot the the bitcoins that I earned on my minor farm <laughs> to my BitPay card on my app, and then I took from the app like you have to you have your main wallet. And I took from my main wallet. I went ahead and put it into my card wallet, and then was able to go right to the store and swipe away. I do that weekly. Wait, wait, wait. So you didn't pay with the bitcoins actually at the register? You pay with the credit card. What do you mean? Yeah, they're bitcoins. What are you talking about? He's thinking like you literally can go I thought I heard you say that you took it from the Bitcoin account and it converted to cash to cash on your card. I thought that's what I heard. No, I said I put the Bitcoins or I said that on my BitPay is like a, a software, I guess is a better description. Whereas in BitPay, I have my BitPay. There's two wallets. So there's like the general main wallet where my Bitcoins go in, and then I can take fractions of those Bitcoins and put them onto my card wallet, which is actually the credit card. But it's still still in Bitcoin, though. It's not in, like... Yeah, but then once I spend it, it converts automatically. As I I swipe, it converts whatever that rate is at that moment. It converts to dollars. Okay. Okay. Easy. There it is. Sounds like a lot of steps. (laughs) (laughs) It isn't, though. He is getting money from mining and currency. He's getting hey. money right now while he's sitting here and the mine's happening. Yeah, it's like right now, it is Bitcoins are being mined that I will probably next week be using in a store or somewhere else 100%. Like, and I'm, I'm here. I got mutual funds growing while I'm sleeping. He has Bitcoin working and being built while he's sleeping. At the end of the day, there's money somewhere else that's being done for you, and it all depends on how you want to get there. Fair enough, fair enough. Coach K, you want to wrap us up, man, so we can get up out of here? Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Real talk. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going that's on. That's going to make the blooper real. <laughs> You know, you know, Carol never really has a whole lot on there, right? It's always like us. Which is funny. Oh, uh, you know what? He did have the um was it Frankie Beverly? Not Frankie Beverly. Yeah, he did have the Frankie, Frankie Beverly. Frankie Beverly. Yeah, it was Frankie Beverly. He did have that. That was a good one. Oh, and I got the hat backwards today yep, too. He about to have it again now. <laughs> I thought that's why he turned it back. Now I remember, yeah. I thought that's why he turned it backwards. He didn't want it no more. That's hilarious. Um uh, but what I was really going to say was, is that I think the best thing out of the conversation today, and it's going to flow over into so many different areas of your life, is find out who you are and be that person. Don't try to be somebody else. Don't try to come out the box when you know you can't sustain it. Don't make Cornish hens and pineapple rice and dessert on you know the first date. You know, actually be who you are. Do what you would normally do. And in every situation, I guarantee you, the things that are supposed to be for you, that you're supposed to involve yourself in, they will happen. They will happen with a lot more authenticity and a lot more longevity. Absolutely. I'm a pasta first date kind of guy. It's cheap, simple, keep it easy. And the wine, pasta and wine. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. We are done here on the 13th floor. It's been great. See y'all next week. But that's it. That's all we got. 13th floor. What if you are amazing? The 13th floor. floor. (laughs) Get up here any way you want. One way down.
13th floor. floor. floor.